It a hundred, bro, you know the answer. Pursuing your purpose, creating profits, building legacy. Anything less, how could you even fathom? Just sit back and imagine all that can truly happen when you pursue your passions. Yeah. So eliminate distractions and get back to that action. That's the law of attraction. You gotta build a team to build a dream. Family, faith, and focus counsel can only build a king. Are you prepared to reign? Cause. Whether you weather the weather, the weather won't change. Uh, whether you weather the weather, your weather won't change. Uh, say true to the vision. Say true to the mission. Gotta get to the finish. Take a moment to listen. And come and see it through our eyes. We'll show you what it means to live uncompromised. We're uncompromised. 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 We're uncompromised. I took myself off. <laughs> so we're live on IG. We're live in our Facebook community. My folks on IG were hearing me, uh, but definitely, definitely welcome to our uncompromising entrepreneurs, especially to our men's in here in our uh, special group. I already told people, um, number one, if you're on Instagram and you're not following us, please make sure you join the uncompromising entrepreneurs group. Uh, and for all the fellas that are in the group with us, man, we appreciate you. Uh, we definitely appreciate some of the fellas, too, that have been inviting other men, other entrepreneurs into the group. That is fantastic because that is what this group is here for, uh, for all of us to be able to get together as we continue to go on this journey to pursue our purpose, create profits and build a legacy. Uh, I am Coach Jimmy G. Jr. along with my homeboy, Anthony Devon Watch Jr. What's good? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? What's going on? Uh, our uncompromising entrepreneur uh, listeners, participants, group members, alpha test participants, yes. all of that. What's alpha going on test. with all of you guys? Um, I'm feeling alpha good, man. Test. You see, you see, I had to uh, set this cold brew off right because uh, if you, for those who are watching uh, with us here on our Facebook group. You may not be able to make it out, but this hat I'm wearing is from the Lion County Safari, Lion Country Safari. I'm sorry, Lion Country Safari. And not that that was the greatest zoo or safari. It was pretty cool. But uh, I had to find something to represent that Leo season is among us. <sighs> we we here. Uh, we here. Uh, and shout out my, shout out my Leos. Uh, the missus is a Leo. I'm a Leo. All the cool people uh, are Leo, so we excited to get to it. There, no, there's other cool. There's cool people there's, that are there's, other there's sides. A, a pretty good portion of cool people that are Leos. Yeah, for sure. But I would cool say like exclusively Leos. Leos are not the only cool people. No, agreed, agreed. No, you're okay. absolutely right. I don't want to talk in absolutes. There are cool people that are not Leos, uh, but 
all the Leos are definitely cool people. So I, uh, I, I want to make sure I shout that out, make sure I shout that out. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to get, uh, get to it uh, and kind of break down what we have today. But first and foremost, I'm really riding off the high of that new episode that just dropped uh, for the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Yes, if sir. you have not listened yet, our new episode just dropped this Wednesday, today, six o'clock in the morning, ready for you. Uh, you know, so that as soon as you take off your pajamas, brush your teeth, you can go ahead and hit play. Uh, and this uh, episode for today is actually titled Hungry Fat Cat. Hungry fat, a hungry fat cat. Uh, if any of you, I just want to make sure we give a quick shout out, uh, boss man Richard Smith. Hey, what's going on, Rich? Yes, sir. The guy, the guy. It's funny. I was just talking about him uh, here recently. Uh, we we're exchanging some notes back and forth between myself and Alan, uh, Alan Monday, Alan F and Monday. Monday. <laughs> um, we seen some notes back and forth and Alan was telling me about some things that are going on uh, in the business. Uh, and we both were laughing at the fact like, man, this is a, you know, it's finally Richard's dream. Like this may, you know, I think this will probably be the first time I see him shed a tear if you're able to make this happen. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anybody who knows uh, Richard knows he's motivated by a couple of things, you know, generating revenue uh, and uh, doing it efficiently. Uh, you know, converting at a high level, knowing how many you got. And so that was kind of the theme of our conversation. You got Richard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this episode that just dropped, The Hungry Fat Cat, uh, make sure that you uh, take a listen. If you haven't done so already, make sure you press play on that. But essentially what we're doing is we're talking about grit. We're talking about the importance of grit and how grit is a critical component when it comes to being successful as an entrepreneur uh, and what happens when you have a lack of grit, a lack of will, a lack of willing to push through. Um, and we dissect that with a little bit of some barbershop talk and give you guys some insights to some barbershop talk, which, you know, we end up talking about sports and that seed of sports blossoms into leadership and all of these other concepts. So uh, we break it down from that perspective. So if you haven't done so, please make sure you take a listen. Um, if you need to know how to access it, if you're in the group, go to the link that's uh, in the group bio that will take you to everywhere that we're at, every social media platform, every podcast platform, every YouTube. Um, if not, and you just need to know directly, you don't want to fumble around on Facebook, that's cool. Drop a comment. We will send you the link so that you can easily access it. Uh, from your phone. We are everywhere that podcasts are anywhere. So make sure you check it out. That is 100% facts. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so we're on live in our Facebook group and we're live on IG. Uh, and I feel like I'm getting trolled right now because my daughter asked me, is this live going to be saved? <laughs> Because I had issues last time. I'm like, no, you can't save lives. What are you talking about? She's like, dad. And then I realized, you know, actually, I have saved my own lives like three, four years ago. So I've been doing this for some time, but I guess I just forgot. So thank you to my sweet daughter for reminding me about that. Um, but yes, definitely check out the episode. We're super, super excited about that. Uh, the big cast is exporting right now as we speak. So that will be dropped to YouTube very, very soon. So if you like the visual, make sure that uh, that you catch that. And we'll definitely make sure that everybody is aware uh, when it is available, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So for this episode, we kind of started going back, like going back and forth about what we wanted to talk about specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who said they're still on Facebook? Ah, Rich, you're still on Facebook. Brad, please, man. You want it, you're not old, far from old. <laughs> We're still here too. You're not old. Let's go. Uh, definitely one of the more tech savvy folks. I remember having a conversation with Rich, just, just real quick. I'll diverge just for a, a half a moment, right? But <clears throat> I remember having a conversation with, uh, with Rich, and I was considering at the time, um, like, unplugging the cable, right? Like, I'm going to disconnect and get away from cable. I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, just have a little bit of internet. I'm going to have my streaming services. I'm going to save a bunch of money, right? So I, I'm sitting here having this conversation with Rich about how I'm entertaining it, and this guy like he must have been the original like streamer the original person that unplugged because rich is like oh yeah man yeah i've been doing that like i got myself a coaxial cable and i ran it and da, 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 da. And this is like back in like 2002 2003 and i'm sitting here like man like 2002 2003 i think i was still watching satellite like adelphia <laughs> like what is he talking about so uh you know, do not let Richard Smith fool you. He is a very tech savvy individual, very, very tech savvy yes, individual. So I don't believe that you're only on Facebook. Uh, we'll make sure that we get you the link, Rich, so you can consume us in other places outside of just Facebook. So, <laughs> hey, he got kids too. So I know what that is. You got to make sure you're at least aware mm-hmm. of, of what the uh, the youngins are doing on these social media platforms. So, um, mm-hmm. Hey man, shout out to boss man. I miss you, bro. Need to uh seriously you for sure. Um so yes, uh cold brew and convos with the uncompromising coaches. And Devon came across this question, and we were like, man, that to me that is an excellent, excellent question uh for us to discuss once he presented it to me. And the question is, is today today the greatest time in humankind to actually start a business 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 today the greatest time in humankind to start a business that is the question um there's a few different reasons why we say yes Uh, besides the fact that we have an entrepreneurial spirit uh, we know that now i mean there's no time like the present there's no time like the present there's so many different things going on in the world um in social media in communities in general that it is opportunistic time to take advantage of starting a business today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely um, I'm excited to, to hear about your thoughts. And uh, again, just taking an opportunity to chop it up with you as we kind of go through some of these these bullet points that we got. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the things that we've definitely been very intentional about over these past couple of months, especially since the emergence of the rebrand and having clarity about our purpose, mm-hmm. um, our passion, what we're, who we're serving, what we're teaching, what problem we're trying to solve is seeking out these different tribes and these these different communities to connect with so that we can just engage in conversation around the things that we're passionate about. Again, entrepreneurship, coaching, the whole nine. And yeah, I came across this tweet and it was the dialogue was great uh, because again, the premise was out there just, is this the greatest time to ever become an entrepreneur. Now, obviously there's some diverging thoughts. I think for some individuals, they probably, you know, you you see people out there saying, well, man, actually kind of the nineties, early two thousands, when people really didn't know about the power of the internet was the best time to, to be an entrepreneur. Cause you could really kind of accelerate growth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also there was just like a lot of speculation um, from a business perspective. You had all these dot coms businesses that got started because people didn't under understand the Internet and how it worked. And so you got people who got very, very rich, very, very quickly. But also a lot of those businesses failed catastrophically very, very quickly. Uh, and uh, folks just ultimately weren't successful in building something that was sustainable. They may have monetized very quickly, but they also lost it very quickly. But then there's a, a whole divergent group of thought that says, well, hell yeah, right now is the greatest time possible to be an entrepreneur. And so when I was really chewing on that and you and I would just kind of have some dialogue back and forth, we we're like, man, we got to bring this to the community and let's just have an open discussion about it and at least provide our perspective why we feel like, yeah, right now is the greatest time to be an entrepreneur. So for our uncompromising entrepreneurs that are out there listening and maybe um, you already have a business uh, and you're going through the process of building it and scaling it. Maybe you're on the sidelines. Maybe you're saying, damn, you know, I have these things that I am passionate about or that I do feel uh, like I can build something around, but I'm afraid to take that leap. I don't even know where to start. We're not going to get into the nuts and bolts of like how to start your business from your square yeah. one, but we will talk about why now is the best time to do it. And the first reason the first reason we feel that way is right now, more than ever, there is a low cost of failure, low cost of failure. So what we mean by that is it is the cheapest it has probably ever been in order to get your business stood up and stood up quickly. When you think about all of the different resources that have emerged and the, the emergence of technology and applications that you can leverage, um, I mean, hell, for less than $50 right now, you can you can file an LLC. Mm -hmm. Now, again, filing an LLC does not mean that's how you start your business. That doesn't mean that you have a business, but that's an integral part, right? Now, what else uh, do you need? Well, think about uh, website hosting. You can find a website right now for $1.99, depending on the name and all that stuff, but $1.99 up to $10, uh, and that cover you for securing that name for two years. Mm -hmm. including the hosting. Again, we're talking about less uh, less than the cost of, you know, four cups of Starbucks uh, in the month. Like before creating your own website or securing your own domain used to be like this unknown, uh, ambiguous, like, I don't even know where to start. Do I have 300, 400, $500 to secure a, a web URL? So again, it, you know, just those examples right there already show that the entry, the barrier to entry is so much lower than it's ever been. And that's because so many folks are entering these spaces as entrepreneurs. And if you understand anything about economics, the, because the demand is so great, the demand is so great. Um, and then there's an abundance of supply, the price is coming down. The mm -hmm. price is coming down. Uh, and so uh, those are two things that stick out to me. Why, number one, there's a low cost of failure to get into the game as an entrepreneur. And we obviously have to take advantage of that, especially if you're looking to get something going. Yeah, I like all the points that you made. And when you talk about technology, I mean, there's not too many people that don't have a phone and have access to the Internet. There's so many things that you can do. Right. So when I think about being an entrepreneur. I, I am self-employed. Right. So I'm not working for somebody else for a company. I'm working for myself. <clears throat> and it's just there's a million and one ways to to make money these days. Right. So um, you can Gary Vee does this all the time. Right. Going to uh, to garage sales, picking up items, then going on to eBay and selling them. Um, 
I even came across, you know, this individual who teaches people how to, um, you know, Airbnb obviously is super huge these days, right? But I'm, I'm renting the Airbnb and, and having some, some contracts and situations with the owner, but then I'm renting out the Airbnb myself. So there's just so many different things that you can do, again, because of technology at a low cost that if if that's really what you're trying to do, like it's, it's just so it's it's simple, not easy, but it is simple mm-hmm. today in order to make these things happen. And like you said, very at a, at a very, very, very low cost. And we even talked about, you know, just the fact that uh, starting a website, even if you don't know, you know, purchasing the domain and that type of stuff is one thing. But even if you don't know how to create a website, like you can pay somebody, you can go to Fiverr, you can go to different places and get a freelancer for a very, very low cost and have them create the website for you. Uh, and heck, these days, you know, we're looking at different platforms, right, as we're continuing to, to tighten everything up and, and button everything up for our alpha tests. You know, the platform that we're going to use, you can have your own app these days and you don't need all of the technical knowledge and all that type of stuff, right, to be able to do those things. So uh, we'll get a little bit more into that when we talk about technology. But again, it's just very simple and low cost to be able to, to get into business for yourself these days. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know folks that are you know running six figure businesses uh, with no office space off their mm-hmm. laptop or their phone. Very little um, overhead. Very little overhead, which didn't exist before. I mean, there used to be this um, you know notion that in order to start a business, I have to have a, especially like retail business, I have to have a physical location. Uh, I have to have storefront. I have to secure office space. I have to do all of these things. And I think it's largely because the the demos have changed in terms of like the consumers, the people who are consuming these things. And so their expectations have changed. And as generations that have grown up immersed in technology start to, you know, become consumers, right? They move from, you know, being supported by their family members to becoming consumers their expectations of how businesses business is done has drastically shifted and so this is it's not a stretch where it may have been back in 2000 if you were dealing with somebody who didn't have a physical property was working out of the back of their trunk um you know had a phone number had a phone number that uh you know wasn't directly listed or listed in the white pages it only it went to somewhere else uh you know that uh, didn't have their own um, personalized email address. Like all of these things would send up red flags to you mm-hmm. as a consumer that says, eh, I think this may be a scam. Now, that's not out of the ordinary to do business. Um, and while we're not a proponent of this, we do see it. But people doing business through um, DMs and Cash App Me and mm-hmm. uh, all of these things that have you know, either low or no processing fees and low barrier to entry. So again, I know that we've, we've talked about this uh, uh, quite a bit, but I just want to make sure we drive the point home. Low cost of failure. It's like a super, super cheap. So kind of the second thing that we want to do is that there's, there's many different avenues to, to make money. Right. Um, And to, to gain capital. Um, So it depends on what you're doing, right? Because we just said there's a low cost, but depending on the type of business that you're trying to start, um, there's just a lot of different ways for you to go out there and to be able to, whether it's um, joint ventures, uh, venture capitalists and and different individuals and different ways, again, that you can get funding uh, for this business that you're trying to start, especially if you have a really, really solid idea. Uh, Heck, I mean, we've, I say we, but we watch it, but there's been a whole show, right? Shark Tank about uh, individuals who are willing to invest 
if you truly have a good idea, if you have good processes and standard operating procedures in place uh, and have a heart for entrepreneurship and, and you know you really are presenting your case that you have something that people definitely want and you have the solution to problems that people and masses have out there. Yeah, I mean, all you really need to know about it, if you if you guys recall, maybe about 10 years ago, if you had an invention, an idea, something like mm -hmm. that, there used to be all these infomercials where have an invention, have an idea. It's like a caveman who turns a square uh, wheel into a circle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, reach out to us and we can help you get it launched. Patent, right. Yeah. Right. And patent and the whole nine and the whole premise behind that was that they were willing to take some of the. The, the risk with funding and the patent of what obviously getting a percentage of ownership from the idea. Mm -hmm. And with the emergence of things like crowdfunding, GoFundMes, micro loans, um, angel investment apps, um, you know, these uh, venture capitalist type apps where you don't need to know a millionaire, people are be able to bring their products from idea to fruition and execution and small batch runs through these platforms just by the power of social media and connecting with other folks who mm -hmm. are willing to chip in a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars until you hit your ultimate Kickstarter goal or your GoFundMe goal or your crowdfunding goal or you secure some type of mi micro loan that has a, a low interest rate. Like, And so the emergence of that space effectively killed that other industry of hey if you have an idea we can bring it to fruition so that just shows you the avenues now in order to secure capital is so much more diverse and while there still is disproportionate um there's a lack of equity in mm -hmm. terms of access to capital for yeah. especially for marginalized groups and that does still exist today when we talk about banking and banking policy and where banks exist that that is true, but it still doesn't negate the fact that there's the emergence of all these other spaces that you can still secure capital and use that as a Kickstarter or a way to get your business off the ground. Um, and again, go from idea to at least small batch tests. It may not be full scale, but you'll be able to do small batch tests and at least determine if it's viable or not. So hell yeah, there's a there's a bunch of different avenues of capital out there that exist now. So I like what you just said to small batch tests. That's one of the things that uh, that we wanted to, to kind of jump into too, right? Is that there's there's just a low cost to test your product and your services. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and again, this kind of goes back to the low cost of failure mm -hmm. um, that we mentioned, but you can do small runs of these things without overextending yourself or overexposing yourself uh, as an owner. You can do small, small pilots. And when we talk about actually um, a little bit later, or we get into this a little bit later about how consumers nowadays have an appetite for testing. They want to be a part of the R&D process mm -hmm. in a way that didn't exist before. As long as you're transparent about that as an entrepreneur, as long as you're transparent about the fact that, hey, we're testing, hey, we're looking for feedback, hey, you know, um, this is a prototype and your feedback is going to be used in order to refine it. They want to be a part of that. Uh, and so to be able to do low cost tests is much more accessible um, than it was before especially when you consider that you don't also have, you don't also have the logistic challenges. Like think about before, before social media was, at, and the internet was as widely used and accessible as it is today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm trying to do a small batch test, I'm literally limited to like maybe my direct community. And what is the value in that feedback, especially if I ultimately see this business being able to scale and I need 
uh, as diverse of a consumer base to test as possible to understand if this is viable or not. Yeah. Right. Like before you would have been stuck like Chuck, you'd have been out of luck. But now you can literally run a small batch test with individuals across the country, across the globe, all using utilizing, consuming and providing feedback on your product and use those data points to determine the viability based off of all of these intersections of um, demographics, age, mm -hmm. gender, region, um, you know, educational background, all of these things. And you get so much information. And when we talk about how data is so critically important, like that's the real benefit of being able to run these low cost tests so that you can learn quickly, refine and then scale without without as much exposure. And we're going through that process now, right? As we start our alpha test, it's going to be um, launching in a couple of weeks. You know, we have six men, six gentlemen that, uh, you know, jumped at the opportunity, right? To say, hey, we're going to go through this program. Uh, and well, again, we're confident. We want to make sure that we're continuing to refine our processes and what we're doing uh, so that we're even that much more prepared for the official launch of the uncompromising uh, entrepreneurial coaches. So. Yeah, absolutely. What point did you want to hit up next? Uh, I think the next one, which is important because we talk about like connecting with folks yeah. across this, like the ton, there's uh, just a ton of communities that are available now that didn't exist before. And it's easier to find them. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I started off talking about the fact that since we've been in this space, like we've been very active on social media, like just seeking out these communities and connecting with people and engaging in dialogue and conversations around the things that we're passionate about. And before, bro, you know how hard it would have been to find an entrepreneur's focus group, like, yeah. you know, that, that existed before. Um, and when the absence of that community or the absence of being able to connect just uh, one, you're limited in terms of the amount of ideas that you're able to get, but also it can feel lonely. The process of being an entrepreneur can feel lonely. But when you find a community of individuals that are going through the same things you are going through, uh, have experienced some of the same challenges, maybe are thinking and, and um, solving for the same things, there's a comfort level, a certain comfort level and affirmation in the process that you're able to get from just connecting with these communities. So um, yeah, I think that's an, another really important point why now is the greatest time to be an entrepreneur is it's easier to connect. And we talk about how important connection is um, not in uh, you know our, our prior, uh, our most recent podcast episode, but in prior episodes we do. Uh, and then even today, you know, I post a group to our uh, uncompromising entrepreneur group Mm -hmm. Right. Um, around the conversation of being an entrepreneur and the weight of feeling the pressure of having to create content. Um, and that all stemmed from connecting with these communities and engaging in these discussions. Yeah, 100 percent. So tons of communities to be able to connect with and not to connect with, to to build engagement, to build connection with other entrepreneurs that are going through similar challenges as yourself but to really find your tribe, your target market, and be able to, to communicate your message to them. Um, the, other, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, right, is that there's established playbooks. Like there's, there's not too many new, new ideas or processes that are out there, right? Um, so getting, getting your hands on one of those playbooks, whether you are attending seminars, and we talked about this on the podcast as well, right? It's just learning and going through that process of continuing to learn that helps to build your confidence as an entrepreneur. 
is going, you know, going uh, to seminars, uh, reading books, uh, going on webinars, getting a coach that has the playbook already, right? So when we talk about our purpose to profit program, you know, we have six steps that we're going to be taking people through. So the playbook is already there. Those type of things save you time as an entrepreneur. And we know time is money, right? And, and time is valuable. So it saves you time by not having to necessarily make mistakes because you're following a path, a proven path that other people have gone through uh, and are laying that that foundation and that playbook out for you. Yeah, I love that you uh, brought that point up, like as we were talking about it, even before hopping on here, um, that I know that one resonated with you specifically. And so I'm glad that you were able to kind of break it down for our listeners um, here with us tonight. But you're absolutely right. Like having the benefit of that established playbook, mm -hmm. um, I think about folks that started again very early on, you know, at the emergence of the Internet and them having to create the playbook of how do I build a community? How do I, right? How do I engage in this space differently? How do I engage from a content creation space differently? Um, and how actually, how do I rebrand? That's something that I need to do. Right. And bro, you think about like just rebranding in itself, what that used to entail. Like it just seemed like a arduous task of, man, I got to change uh, signage and logos and, uh, the LLC needs to be filed differently. And there was just such a uh, linear way of thinking around those things. But as technology has evolved, as entrepreneurs have evolved, as people have already figured out the most effective way to tackle some of these challenges, now we get the benefit of learning from those playbooks and taking the best plays, the best pieces, and using it to either create something new for us mm -hmm with our flavor and our, and, and, and our tilt to it or being able to follow it and adhere to it and know what the outcome is going to be. So, um, no, you're absolutely right, man. Um, I think, uh, the benefit of having established playbooks nowadays is so understated, but it is one of the biggest reasons why, you know, right now is one of the greatest time to really be an entrepreneur and, you know, take that step and start, start your business. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about established playbooks, man. There's so many different communities out there. Low cost of failure, low cost of test, global talent. <laughs> yeah, we were we were kind of talking through these concepts, and we got excited because again, we used the example earlier about you know I need to build a website. I'm not tech savvy. How do I go about doing these things? You can go to places like Fiverr, I think Freelance.com, uh, and hire somebody uh, for for minimal cost, and this person can be screw on the other side of the country it's in the other side of the country yes but on the other side of the world and be able mm -hmm. to provide you services so there's so much talent and because of technology it has made our world and our communities so much closer uh, and smaller it the opportunity to be able to to tap into that global talent is, is probably greater than it, it definitely ever has been but maybe than it ever will uh, as we continue to move forward yeah, I mean, think about it again. If you needed an underwriter, if you needed um, a photographer, if you needed somebody who did Photoshop, if you need somebody who did video and audio editing, if you needed somebody who specialized in website design, application design, like for a lot of us, absent of what exists today, if we take it 10 years, you know, 10 years, 15 years back, that seems impossible to figure out. Like, man, like, I don't know anybody personally. I don't know nobody who, who does websites. Like, I don't know anything about HTML coding. I don't, but now a couple clicks, you could get a website built for $35. Yeah. 
right? If you want to make it fancy, add some bells and whistles to it. Okay, cool. That's a $200 package, but that's nothing. That's nominal compared to, to what that used to, to entail before. Um, same with logo creation, all of those things. So the access to global talent um, is something that is unmatched yeah. now in comparison to what existed before. Hell, we um, we recently um, we were on a podcast uh, where we were bought in and they were interviewing us about the Uncompromising Entrepreneur podcast, the coaching business and um, just kind of our passion and our focus from that perspective. Uh, and in that discussion, uh, post uh, recording, we were just talking to the host and talking to him about, hey, what are the next steps? And he's like, oh, well, I got a guy in the Philippines who uh, handles my video editing. I got another guy who handles my audio editing. Um, I got to circle back around with this guy who does my marketing. And these are folks that are all across the globe. And for very nominal costs, I think he was like 100 bucks or something like that. Um to have a virtual assistant, right? Like that's the type of access to global talent that exists today that used to be, you know, things of stories and myths, um, you know, years ago, if you would have thought like I could hire a, on my own virtual assistant to coordinate my schedule and all of my content delivery and creation for a yeah. hundred bucks a month, like, bro, who do I even call? I don't even know what phone number to call. And now you don't need to, you can hop on the internet, a couple of clicks and uh, you get the deal done. So. Yeah. So global talent definitely is a thing. So for, for those that have just joined us, we've got some folks uh, that are watching the live on Instagram and definitely for our men's in the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs group on Facebook. We're really, again, discussing some points that Devon and I feel are pertinent when it comes to the question, is today the greatest time uh, in humankind to start a business? Uh, that is what we are discussing. If you have any thoughts, definitely we encourage you to uh, to let us know what you think. So, so far we've talked about our opinion, our perspective is that yes, it really is uh, because of the low cost of failure, low cost of testing, tons of communities to be able to connect with, to get encouragement from, and communities to be able to establish uh, where your tribe is at, your specific community, and then being able to relay a message, get their attention, be intentional about serving them and, and filling the gaps, right? So finding out what their problems are and being able to solve those uh, solve the problems for them. Um, establish playbooks. You know, you have uh, books out there. You have people that are doing seminars and webinars. You have coaches that will walk you through the process and give you an established playbook so that it's eliminating some of that, that research and time for you so that you can get to from point A to point B and point C a lot quicker and maybe with not as many headaches because you're going through and using, again, an established playbook. And then global talent, we just talked about that. Uh, so again, if you have any thoughts on that, we would love to hear from our folks that are live with us right now as well. Um, technical knowledge is not required. I kind of mentioned that uh, at the beginning, but you can literally have your own app and you, know, you don't have to be a developer. You, you don't have to be tech savvy in order to do these things. Um, even with the websites, you know, yeah, it's, you can definitely, again, go and hire somebody to create a website for you. But I've created websites myself using WordPress. Like it really isn't that difficult. Right. Uh, and especially uh, with uh, 
the the tons of knowledge that there is on on YouTube. Like if you really want to be able to learn how to do something, you can go and find a video. You can find somebody breaking it down for you, taking you step by step on how to do it. Uh, but again, you, there's just not a lot of technical knowledge that's required in order for you to actually start a business. No, so, man, you're right. You can't tell me that you don't know how to use your phone. Exactly. No, you're spot on, man. And especially like hey, for any of our listeners, just flash back to, um, you know, your first trip into MySpace and wanting to customize your MySpace page. Like you used to have to learn HTML coding in order to add in elements of music and uh, images and graphics and all this other stuff. Right. And like when you figure that out. And when you figured out that component, you were like, oh, man, man, I, I feel like I'm, I'm damn near a hacker. I'm Neo in the Matrix. How I got my MySpace page popping off now. <laughs> Fast forward to today, you can build full end-to-end, right, end-to-end um, websites, scheduling components, scheduling management, consultation setup, and um, payment platforms with an application that looks like you just opened up a Word document and I just type what I want to appear on the page, mm -hmm. right? So uh, again, the the technology, using technology or lack of technology as an excuse to building and, you know, building out websites, building out payment platforms, building out applications is no longer valid. You don't have to be Zuckerberg you know, to be able to get your web page off the ground and, and stood up. And so, um, again, that only exists because of the time that we're in today. If you yeah. would have tried to do that years ago, again, 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, again, you're looking at a DOS screen and hopefully, you know, a lot of intricacies about C++ or H, uh, HTML coding, because that was going to be the only way that you would be able to create something unique um, and a true payment processing system like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, man, time, timing now is perfect. It has a degree in computer information sciences because I was she knew how to, to hook it up and write code and, and all that kind of stuff. So she definitely helped back in the day, creating some websites and mm -hmm. commercial training ventures back in the day. Um, okay. So the last thing that we want to talk about, right, is that consumers love testing. And like it just popped in my head. I think about two things. Clubhouse, a brand new, brand new app. People flocked to it. They didn't really know how to use it, right? But people were, were joining. And uh, a lot of it was kind of the FOMO, right? Because it was only on Apple first. But people were joining this app and jumping on there and having these conversations and really helping the developers to figure things out. Uh, I think about uh, BitCloud that you know I've been on for about a, a month or so now, a month and a half, and mm -hmm. this, this social media site that is built on the blockchain and the the BitCloud OGs and the people that are on there that are literally testing this thing out and learning how do we use this as a creator, how do we uh, monetize this platform. People love doing those type of things, especially entrepreneurs, right? Because we're inquisitive, we're creative, you know, we want to take risks, calculated risks. So being able to go through something and and test is it, just a part of uh, part of our love. But again, there's consumers out there that love to be a part of that process and to provide feedback. People love to talk about themselves, about their journey, about their experiences. And when you take them through a test, especially if it's if it's no cost to them besides maybe their time, they love to be able to provide that feedback and, and go through that test process with you. Bruh, I'll, I'll keep it 100 too with our listeners here. Um, and you know, I've shared this before, but there have been billion dollar ventures that have been built off of the IP 
of consumers testing the platform. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> these platforms get built and they don't really have an idea of how, how can we scale this or how are we going to monetize? Yeah. We're going to test it, right? We're going to create the canvas. We're going to invite the artists. We're going to invite the creators. We're going to invite consumers. And they're going to tell us what needs to change in order for us to be able to scale this business or make it viable. And whether it's Clubhouse, um, you know, whether I was telling you about how I hopped into a, a Twitter spaces where uh, Jack and uh, Jay-Z were mm -hmm. having a conversation <laughs> with all of these artists around implement like improvements to title and the title platform as an artist, which I'm intimately familiar with because I've dealt with those pain points of uh, not having access to data as an artist, as a creator, mm -hmm. as a producer in that space and the whole nine. But I'm just listening to all these folks get on here and they're taking stage and literally you hear Jack and you hear Jay-Z like, all right, so uh, what do you, what, if you could fix anything about title, what would it be? And these people go on 10, 15 minute, you know, rants about what they would do differently, giving out all mm -hmm. these ideas. And then, you know what Jack and Jay-Z say, you know, that's a really good idea. We'll, we'll take it as a follow-up. We'll take some notes. Free IP. And then these businesses go and they implement it and they monetize. Yeah. And so if big businesses are doing it because they know that it's a viable way to test, to learn, to scale, you can do it with your small business. Yeah. Right. By finding consumers that want to be a part of the R&D process, they want to participate in helping you build something and providing their feedback and seeing their opinions implemented. So solicit them. Now, where that comes in as you as an entrepreneur, you have to have discernment to determine, all right, what is viable, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, what juice is worth the squeeze. But there's nothing wrong with collecting the ideas, getting the IP, running that through your own filter against what your passions, your purpose, all these things are uh, for your business, and then using that to improve your business. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the most effective, and we're talking about monetizing, the most effective sales technique is to needs discovery, and then position solution and ask for the sale. So if you have people that are testing, they're telling you what is missing currently from your business. So you're doing these discovery. You can take that back mm -hmm. solution and then come right back to them and say, hey, remember you said you need you would like if my platform had this or my business had this. Yeah, it does now. And that's going to be thirty nine ninety five. That's going to be fifty nine ninety nine. That's going to be a twenty dollar a month subscription. That's going to be a six hundred dollar coaching package or seven hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar. And what can they say? Because you've been able to deliver on the problem that they've expressed and mm -hmm. solved for it. So, again, I think that's the honestly the most beautiful part about the time that we exist in today and just how people consume is. Yeah, they want to be a part of the journey. So invite them in. Use your own judgment, your discernment to determine what you're going to use. But shit, take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But there you have it, folks. Um, we do have some folks engaging and leaving us some comments on IG. Um, I think we're going to hop on to IG so we can continue this conversation on there. But the whole the the premise of this evening is cold brew and combos again, which really Devon and I just sharing our thoughts and opinions on the question is today the greatest time uh, in humankind to start a business. And we talked about low cost of failure, low cost of test. Uh, there's so many different avenues for capital that's out there, even though there's still challenges again uh, for um, 
especially for minorities, uh, tons of communities, established playbooks, global talent, technical knowledge is not necessarily required. And just the fact that consumers love to test so many different ways, again, that uh, you can take those initial steps to become an entrepreneur and start your own business. Um, so if any of our folks out there have any additional questions or thoughts, again, we would love, 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 love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm responding right now. See, we got a couple of uh, yeah. uh, comments here on our IG Live. Maybe we will continue the conversation there, um, just to expound a little bit, but there's some good points here. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm gonna close this out over here. Like I said, then we continue on, on IG. Uh, before our gentlemen in our Facebook group, the Uncompromising Entrepreneurs Group. And we'd love to see some more engagement. We're going to be posting tomorrow in the group uh, some accountability questions. It's going to be Accountability Thursday. Uh, we're going to do a start, stop, continue uh, kind of exercise and ask some questions. And we really would like to hear from our men out there and our business entrepreneurs. What is something that you want to continue? What is something that you think that you should stop? Um, and something that you need to start that maybe that you're not doing now. Um, as an example, we know that we need to go live more. So we're doing that, not just in the Facebook uh, group, but also on Instagram as well. Um, so to our men out there, again, in our Facebook group, we appreciate you fellas very, very much. Uh, God bless y'all and stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.